This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Erringman's. This is not Erringman's pub. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. I almost called it Erringman's pub. Yeah. Uh, with me today is Where Did He Come From? Where Did He Go? It's Jim Palumbo. Oh, I miss that so much. I know you do, Jim. It's been a, it's been a couple episodes since you've been able to be a part of it again, isn't it? Yeah, life uh, life is just fun right now with yeah. all this uh, COVID-19 stuff going on. Oh, yeah, I'm having a blast with it. So as he mentioned, all this COVID-19 stuff is still going on. So we are doing this remotely. I am once again in my studio. And Jim, where are you at today? I am in my studio, a.k.a. my basement. <laughs> awesome. So and yes, Jim is still in Columbus uh, with us. Danny is our only one that who's in Florida, but he's not on today's episode, unfortunately. Um, so Jim, why don't you, oh, let's start with whiskey of the week. So Jim, what are you drinking, uh, over in your neck of the woods? Yeah. So we're mixing it up a little bit and we each have two different whiskey of the weeks. Um, my whiskey of the week is the Bua Irish whiskey. It's B-U-A. And this whiskey is actually kind of interesting because it was, even though it's an Irish whiskey made in Ireland, it was actually made by someone here local in Columbus. Oh, really? Yes, the owners, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's the owners of uh, Burns Pub downtown. Interesting. They, uh, they own okay. an Irish pub downtown here in Columbus, and they went over to Ireland and made this whiskey. Wow. Man, That's now that's dedication right there. Yes, it's a very light, fruity whiskey, so it still has a lot of classic Irish notes okay. to it. Okay. Uh, it says it's aged in five different barrels, five different types of barrels, actually. Bourbon, freshly charred, tawny port, white muscatel and sherry casks did you say muscatel i did say muscatel i don't know if i've That's heard that before neither have i i always thought it was muscato but i guess it's muscatel and it's a type different type of sherry grape so huh is it different from muscato like is there a muscato and muscatel i believe so okay muscato i think is uh, like a sparkling wine isn't it i don't know i'm a whiskey drinker me too well i have the tullamore dew 14 and uh, this is, again, another very light one. Um, I love this one. It's it's almost like a spring-summer drink. It's so light. Um, it's also aged in uh, a bunch of different casks. It's got bourbon, uh, Olorosa sherry, port, and Madeira. Um, or it's aged in the bourbon and then finished in those uh, right. other three. So it's got some amazing flavor notes on it. Um, the, the nose is like fresh green apples. It's, it's crazy how, how much that comes through in the front. Nice. Yeah. I, I love Tully. Mm-hmm. Tully's a great Irish whiskey, mm-hmm. but I'm super glad you mentioned uh, all those barrels being finished in wine barrels after uh, being aged in bourbon. Cause guess what we're talking about today? What are we talking about today, Jim? We're going to talk about wine on a whiskey podcast. What? Yeah, crazy talk. So weird. Why would we do that? Yep, Jim's right. So we're going to be talking about whiskey and wine. And I have no idea what's going on in this episode. So I'm going to leave Jim to it. Um, So go ahead and take it away, Jim. So again, we're talking about wine and whiskey, or more specifically, what wines are uh, used to age whiskey, or at least their barrels. So Wine finishes primarily. Okay. This is very common for, sorry, it's, ah, I'm distracting my headset. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So I'll just jump in real quick. As you know, the uh, like like bourbon is really the only whiskey that is aged in a non already aged barrel. So it's it's new oak that they age bourbon in. Almost all the other whiskeys out there are going to be aged in an, an X other barrel, I'll say, like whether it's X bourbon barrel a lot of them are ex wine barrels, which is why wine plays such an important role in whiskey production. And people don't, people don't realize that like without, without using wine barrels, it basically just be everything is bourbon, yeah. like former yeah. bourbon barrel aged. And that would get really old really fast. So yeah, it'd be new casks or ex bourbon casks. Yeah. So wine really, 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 really opens up the, the the I, I don't know it opens up the awesome. world yeah to whiskey so um yeah i'm excited about this one so continue yeah. jim i just had to get that plug in there oh yeah no problem i was having some headset issues so it worked out perfectly but uh so yeah wine so like you said with bourbon barrels they're pri- they're still the primary aging barrels for whiskeys they will sit mostly in bourbon ex-bourbon casks for the majority of the time they're aging Okay. Wine is usually kind of like a flavor they add almost on top afterwards. They are finished in wine barrels, maybe for sometimes as little as a few weeks, maybe sometimes a few years. But the primary agent still is the ex-bourbon uh, casks. Okay, so that's so, an interesting way to look at it. How you said it's it does the aging in bourbon, but then the wine kind of sits on top of it. So yeah, oh, a, that's kind of cool. Okay, yeah, that's why I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah, that's why if you see it on um, a lot of the bottles of whiskey will say finished in whatever, yeah. whatever, because they are generally only sit in the wine casks for weeks, maybe months. It's rare for them to be in there for years. Okay, cool. Um, and that's just, I mean, they get the hints, of the different flavor, but wine, you know, being completely separate from whiskey, if you yeah. leave it there too long, can kind of overpower everything else. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. But uh, the reason they do this is to add, this is the one of the only ways, if not the only way to add flavor to whiskey that doesn't break any kind of legal regulation to call something whiskey. Cause once you start adding in artificial flavors, you know, in a lot of countries like Ireland, Scotland, it's not whiskey anymore. It has right, right. pure distilled grain alcohol. Yeah. That's so, a really good point. It's uh, it's a cheap and fun way to add flavor to whiskey and it gives the uh, distillers ways to kind of be creative with our product. So awesome. So with that being said, we're going to get right into it. I'm pumped, dude. I'm excited about this. I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) So to start off with, we're going to be talking, I'm going to break down uh, a lot of different things about wine, and we're going to start with the two types of wine that exist. Do you know what those are, Joey? I would assume whites and reds, but I feel like that's going to be wrong because it sounds a little too easy. That is wrong. That's so wrong. (laughs) Welcome to my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I didn't know this until a few weeks ago anyway. So the two types of wines are actually fortified and unfortified wines. We are primarily going to be talking about fortified wines. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. Yes. So unfortified wine, we're going to start there for real quick, is basically unaltered wine. They take the wine out of the cask and they put it in the bottle and that's the wine. Okay. Um, So those are like the basic reds, whites, uh, you know, Merlot's. Uh, what are some other ones? Some some Cabernet Sauvignons. Yeah, uh, yeah. Usually nice. kind of like the heavier. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. 
I said it right. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, the uh, the typical wine that you would kind of have with a meal that's a little bit heavier, uh, they can be sweet or dry. That doesn't have any effect on it, uh, okay. what it's labeled as. Uh, Jim, let me wine. let me jump in real quick. Uh, so sure. we are not wine experts by any no, means. This that is, wasn't obvious. Yeah, Jim just took the time to do some re- like initial research on the different wines and everything like that. So if you hear us kind of stumbling through it a little bit, um, just know that this is kind of our first dive into wines and the wine community. We are very much aware that wine can probably be even bigger than the whiskey community is just because of all the differences and regions and all that kind of stuff. So bear with us. This is our first time learning about wine, probably with some of you as well. All right, continue. I am actually studying for my sommelier exam coming up in a couple oh, weeks. So. Are you? Yeah, so I, I'm kind Good of luck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, usually, usually it takes like five years, but no, it's fine. It's fine. I think I've, really, I've really been cramming the past couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, so where that, were we so that was unfortified wines we're primarily going to be talking about fortified wines today okay which is all what's right. usually used for finishing whiskey fortified okay. wines are wine that has been infused with another spirit in the cask usually a higher alcohol spirit like brandy or cognac um and this can affect so the like, flavor and sorry brandy and cognac are added to the wine yes okay they are added to the i wine. didn't know that was a thing neither did i okay so, I'm going to read a little paragraph here. So Go for it. Here we go. So the amount of time a wine is allowed to ferment before being fortified determines whether it will be sweet or dry. So again, sweet, dry does not have an impact on what it's labeled as. It's still fortified whether as long as it's been infused with something else. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And so basically once this alcohol is added, uh, the yeast stops converting sugar to alcohol and all the remaining grape sugar is left in the wine as residual sugar. So that's hmm, so okay. basically the sooner they uh, add the spirit in, uh, this uh, the sweeter the wine will be. If they wait a little okay. bit longer, yada yada yada. <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. That's not really important. I'm just kind of talking, like, but that's what the definition of fortified wine is. All right, cool. Um, so it adds a little bit different flavor to it, and it actually uh, it changes the fermentation process while still in the cask. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah. The the uh, the only thing I really know about wines is I can identify tannins. Mm-hmm. But once you know what tannins are, it's really easy. So like if you're drinking a red and you get that kind of sticky roughness yeah. in the mouth feel. Yeah. If you drink tannins. a wine. Yeah. You drink a wine and you have to go like. Yep. That's that sticky. That sticky dryness. Yeah. Yes. That's tannins. So, okay, that's like all the information I'm going to provide on wine today. <laughs> okay, well, you weren't wrong, so you're one for one. <laughs> I'm aiming for like 50% accuracy of everything I say today. Awesome. Okay. All right, so we just learned what fortified wines were along with unfortified, correct? Yes. So okay. these fortified wines, the ports, Madeiras, Sherry's that you see that are finished in whiskey all the time, these are all examples of fortified wines. And so I can't say this for sure, but I assume that the extra sweetness and uh, sugariness that comes from adding in that uh, that other spirit mm-hmm. makes these wines a lot more complementary to whiskey than an unfortified. Mixing a whiskey with like a Merlot red would be can be tricky. It's been done, and I think there's a, some whiskeys out there that have done it, but it's a lot easier to balance out flavor with a fortified wine. No, that's a that's a really good point. Like there's definitely wines out there that I really haven't heard of 
being used to finish whiskeys. And then there's the ones that you always hear about, which are the, the sherries, the ports, the Madeiras, that kind of thing. Yes. And <clears throat> excuse me, wrong pipe. Um, <laughs> and usually like, fortified wines are usually kind of tricky to drink on their own. They're I mean, okay. ports and Madeiras. Like you will typically hear them kind of referred to as like dessert wines because they're so sweet. Okay. Yeah. Same thing with the sherries as well, I would say. Right. Uh, mm. Fun fact, this method of fortifying wine was discovered in the 17th century by wine merchants that would ship wine from uh, continental Europe to like England or something like that. Uh-huh. And they found that the higher alcohol content that was added into the wine would help the wine stay preserved. Oh, interesting. Spoiling because, you know, wines are different from whiskey uh, in one big way that their ABV is a lot lower. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so. um, Okay, are we ready to get into these? I'm like sitting yes. here waiting as I listen to your facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I knew that was going to take a little bit longer than I, yeah. well, even that actually took longer than I, even I thought. So we're going to get into the first uh, pairing and tasting that I have for you. Okay, so my pouring, so Jim Jim provided me today with uh, four bottles, whiskey and wine number one, whiskey and wine number two. Yes. And I didn't let him come inside my house. I cracked the window and made him leave him on the front porch. <laughs> Uh, the perks of a quarantine as a hot yeah. boy. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give me a second. I'm going to pour these if you have anything else you're going to talk about, Jim. Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and start uh, briefing on what we're going to be tasting here. So the whiskey that you're tasting is actually finished in two different types of wine. Uh, I won't tell you what the whiskey is yet until after we've had it, but we'll start with the wine. But... Uh, this whiskey was aged in both Oloroso Sherry and a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, <laughs> still getting it right. So, all right. So, wine, where, where should I start? Should I start with the whiskey or the wine? I would start with the wines. The wine okay. is the Cabernet, the okay. Cab, uh, Cab Sav. I'll just for short. I think that's a thing. Yeah, it's Cab Sav. Oh, dude, I do love, I love a Cabernet. Like it's got yeah. that rich, like, I don't know. It's got a richness and a dryness all at the same time. Yes. Especially um, just right on the nose. Yeah. So since it's aged in, or finished in both those wines, I figured you and I are both familiar <clears throat> with sherry um, well enough that we didn't really need to taste it. Plus, I don't want to really drink a sherry on its own. Fair enough. So I decided to go with just the cap. Okay. All right, so, so I've, I've been nosing this thing the whole time, so I'm going to jump in for a sip. Is there anything yeah, you're go for it. Was, on? Okay. I'm, I'm so, trying not uh, to rush you. I'm just really excited again. No, you go for it. I'm still kind of getting set up. I'm okay. hoping that we can taste the wine and then taste the whiskey and pick up the notes from the wine. But this could go terribly. Mm. Okay, first sip. I get those tannins that I mentioned yes. earlier. It just kind of coats the whole tongue. I'm learning to love them. Like the more I drink wine, the more I appreciate yes. the tannins. I agree. Um, not so fruity. It's so got awkward. a longer finish, but it's a mild finish. Yes. Like it just sits on the that. back of my tongue, but I wouldn't notice if I wouldn't notice it if I wasn't thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I noticed that if I kind of move my tongue and mouth around a little bit, it start. I get like, it kind of revamps the flavor. Oh, that's good, man. I, I do like that. That's probably 
was this going to turn out to be like a six dollar bottle of Cabernet, and I'm loving it over here. <laughs> uh, I, I went a little bit more expensive than that because I figured okay. trying to get like bagged wine would be kind of hard <laughs> to get tasty notes off of compared to really nice whiskey. Fair enough. No, that's good. Wow. I mean, it, like you get you get the grapes on it. Obviously, the cherry notes are there. The the tans really stick out to me. Um, it's honestly a little bit lighter than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, the palates are different, but being used to drinking 40 to 60% whiskey and then going to a, you know, an 18% or whatever yeah. uh, wine, it's going to always be nice and smooth. Okay. So I got the Cabernet. Is there anything else I need to, we need to hear about before we go into the whiskey? Yeah. Which I know I said earlier that we're not really going to be doing any fortified wines, but Cabernet is an unfortified wine. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you could, if you notice by like the dryness and yeah isn't okay always, uh, but there's there's no uh spirit infused with uh with cabernet it's kind of up okay. there with the merlots and stuff so this is going to be this whiskey is actually kind of unusual and it's finished in an unfortified wine interesting Hardly okay uh cool. so if you want to go ahead and start dipping the whiskey i'll start kind of running down the rest of uh go for stuff it i have on fortified um i just want to briefly talk about what the types of fortified wines are that we commonly see with uh, with whiskey. So we'll start with sherry since uh, that is the other wine that this whiskey is finished in. Uh, so sherry is a fortified wine made from white grapes that are grown uh, in Southwest Spain. Uh, there's a couple different types of sherries. There's like Fino, uh, Fino sherry, which is dry and light. And then there's Oloroso, which is uh, a lot more aromatic and spicy and rich. And that Oloroso sherry is what's a little bit more common, I feel like, when it comes to sherries and uh, wine finishes and whiskey, including this whiskey that we're about to have. Oh, my God. That is such an interesting whiskey. Oh, I didn't realize that you were drinking. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going into yeah. while you were talking about it. So real quick, you said there's two different types of sherry? Uh, yes. So there's uh, the primary ones are Fino. Uh, one okay. is Fino. F I N O. It's a lot. It's, uh, it's light and dry. Okay. And the Oloroso, which this one is so, aged, which I feel like is more common. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with the Oloroso. I haven't heard of the Fino before, but you said this is aged in the Oloroso. Yes. Okay. I can I can pick out that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm getting the tannins a little bit, like the, the very slight. I could be making this up, but I think I'm getting a little bit of the tannins from the Cabernet. But, dude, there is so much going on in this. Yes. I'm having trouble picking out what kind of whiskey this is. And I'm usually pretty good at that. Uh, you're going to be even more upset when I tell you that you've definitely <laughs> had this whiskey before. Have I really? Yes. It's one of our favorites, I believe. Uh, I won't make you guess, but I'll, mm -mm, I'll, I'll, mm -mm. I'll uh, What? I want to guess. Sorry, oh, I have a okay. mouthful of whiskey. Gotcha. Wait, wait. Wait, you said it's one of our favorites. I mean, I feel it's comfortable not, saying it's one of our favorites. It's not the Virginia Highland, is it? It is not. I'll go. I'll mm -hmm. tell you that this is a scotch. Yeah, I, I was starting to get there because I'm getting a little bit of peatiness on it. Um, Ooh. So I'll, I'll read through the tasting notes real quick just for the sake okay. of time. All right, um, go for it. So the nose, sh you should be getting cinnamon, vanilla, and red fruits. The red fruits will definitely be a, con a contribution from the wine. Glenlivet. Nope. Oh, damn. 
ah, you were so confident too. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so the palette will have tropical fruits, banana, toffee, and vanilla ice cream. Finishing notes, orange zest, dark chocolate, and crushed spices. The dark chocolate will also be a pretty uh, nice contribution from the wine. Dark chocolate is a very common uh, taste that you can pick up from kind of dry red wines. Yeah. Usually. This is bugging the crap out of me, dude. I don't know if I've ever identified like a Glenlivet is one of my favorite scotches. Is it a single malt? Yes. I'm getting, I get like honey on it. Was that one of the tasting yeah. or the smelling notes? No, uh, vanilla oh. is what it said. Okay, okay, but I can see. I that. can see. I can see. I can see honey. I mean, they're both very. It's got a very sweet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nosing scent, I'll say. Oh, all right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to give up for the sake of time. What is it? This is the Dalmore Cigar Malt. Son of, are you kidding me? I am not. Kidding. I was think. I was get, gonna guess that. I'm like, there's no way. Jim dropped that kind of money on a Dalmore cigar malt. Well, then you don't know shit about Jim. I guess I don't, dude. I, I saw am, this baby in the store and I got it. I am thoroughly impressed, dude. Like, that is a solid choice. Oh, my I, gosh. I saw it in the store. I was like, oh, I just want this bottle, like, in general, not even uh, for the episode. And then yes. I thought it was uh, matured in, let's see, it says, matured in American white oak and Oloroso sherry wood, finished in Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh Barique to complement a fine cigar. Yeah. So I saw that it had the Cabernet finish on there. Yeah. I became even more interested, even though we'd had this before. Yeah, I have half a this. bottle left still sitting on my shelf. Yeah, because it's a very expensive whiskey. It is, yeah, which so, is the only reason why I didn't guess it. Dude, thank you so much. I, <laughs> I, I know what you spent on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say a number. No. But it almost starts with a two. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, dude, you said that right. When I took a sip. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and so, real quick, also, uh, because we're talking about Dalmore, we have to give a special shout out to our boy, Richard Patterson. Richard the Nose Patterson. The Nose Patterson. Uh, yep. We talked about him before on this uh, on this show. He is the master distiller of the Dalmore Distillery. Yes, he so is. This is one of the many things he's responsible for. So, Richard Patterson. When you listen to this, we love you. <laughs> we hate Sorry. you. We thank you. We, 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 have, we have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with you. Well, we really do. But we also... Okay. Um, so real quick, I want to also talk about uh, Ports and Madeiras, because the, these are the other uh, big, big hitters for wine finishes and whiskey. Yeah, go for it. Um, so these are both also fortified wines. Port is a wine from Portugal. Um, there's also two different types of ports. Is it really? Yes. Port is short for Portugal because they're just that creative. I did know that. And a friend of mine didn't know that. And I made fun of him for it. You know who you are. Haha, uh-huh. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a wine from Portugal. They kind of broken down into two major categories. And they, those two categories are Ruby ports and Tawny ports. Ruby ports are cheaper. They'll usually have taste of berry and chocolate. Tawny ports 
aged longer with taste of caramel and like a kind of an earthy nuttiness. Okay. And Madeira is actually a white fortified wine, also from Portugal. Uh, comes from various classifications by grape and age. They range from dry to sweet varieties. Uh, they'll usually have flavors of caramel, walnut oil, peach, hazelnut, orange peel, and burnt sugar. Did you say walnut oil? I said walnut oil. All right. Just, I just want to make it. sure. I I didn't feel good saying it, but I read it on the thing, and that's just what it said. So I took its word for it. Uh, real quick fun fact about Madeira. Uh, Madeira wine was poured at Thomas Jefferson's toast during the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So we're basically, I'm not even going to go there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're all just Madeira wine and, uh, you know, declaring independence from Britain. Yeah. <laughs> As they drink with a French wine. Is Madeira made in France? No, it's uh, it's also from Portugal. Oh, is it? Portuguese islands. Okay. Is, so Madeira's probably, Madeira's a grape then, isn't it? Is it like the Madeira grape? Uh, no, I believe. Or is Madeira that the region the name of the uh, the islands off of Portugal okay. that's made from? Gotcha. Um, also, last fun fact of the day: vermouth, uh, also known as the other ingredient in a martini, is technically a fortified wine. Um, really? Okay. Yes. Most I guess I wouldn't have thought about that. I drink Manhattans a lot, so I. Yeah. Uh, so. Most fortified wines don't have any additional flavoring agents in them, but in the case of vermouth, uh, they actually add the botanicals uh, during the process, to, and that's where it gets that herbal flavor from. Okay. So, fun fact. Jim, I've already poured wine and whiskey number two. I don't know if you heard that or not, but... Yeah, I've been listening. Okay, uh, it's so sitting in front of me. <laughs> I don't really have a whole lot else information-wise. So okay, we'll so we'll just... Next tasting. Yeah, we'll just taste uh, and have fun. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is actually also pretty interesting. Hold on, I have to get myself situated because I have a lot of boxes and bottles all around me. Uh, you said you already have your stuff poured? Yes. Okay, so the wine, we'll start there again, is actually a Bordeaux wine. It's B-O-R. Wait, I know what a Bordeaux yes. is. Yes, uh, a, go, go for it. So a Bordeaux is usually a red blend, right? Uh, yes, and it is a French wine. Okay. So I don't know if I'm saying it right, because it's B-O-R-D-A-U-X, so I want yeah. to say Bordeaux, but it's yeah, yeah. so I have to assume that it's supposed to be pronounced as a not to say cause I'm pretty sure it's Bordeaux, and I don't know what the what the blends are, but I do know it's a blended wine. I think it's usually with three different types of wine, but I don't know much more past that. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a more of a combination of types of grapes. Is usually... Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably uh, it's combination of. I had this up somewhere. Da, 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 da. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is a French wine. So it's a little bit different than uh, what we've been that we're what we're used to. Man, just on the nose, it's like it's like sticking your nose into grape jelly. Hmm. That usually doesn't sound that good, but. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead and sip this, Jim. Unless you got anything else for right. me, no, go for it. Hmm. I say in the beginning, it's almost fruit juicy, mm -hmm. but yeah. not in the bad way. Yeah. So again, lighter uh, on the tannins. Yep. Not much of a finish, though. 
yeah, very. Uh, I agree with that. This this leaves pretty quickly. But um, it's good. Like it's yeah, it's uh, good to flip on. Yeah, it's. I feel like this is kind of like a lighter, um, almost more aromatic wine than. But it's very similar to the the cab stab we just had. Like I would enjoy drinking this. Wine. Yeah, I would enjoy drinking this with friends where like I don't have to pay attention too much to the wine, mm-hmm. but it's enjoyable to drink. Right. I agree with that. This isn't. This is one of the. Uh, <laughs> The kind of red, almost drier wines that you can enjoy on its own. You don't necessarily have to pair it with a meal. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Usually, if, like if I was drinking the the last one, I would have to kind of pair that with food. Just okay. Kinda, um, and that's usually what bit. the intention is. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, then, go ahead. Go ahead. Another, yeah, I was just gonna say this is kind of another unusual wine uh, to talk about when we're talking about uh, you know finish uh wine finishes and whiskey mm-hmm. because again it is a french wine and it's another unfortified wine so you don't really see this type of wine being used as a finish for whiskey but yeah i was able to find a bottle that was aged with this so this whiskey sitting in front of me which by the way jim gave me a very healthy pour of this whiskey <laughs> like there's a lot this sample bottle right now well this is another kind of special whiskey that i was kind of excited to find i didn't really know anything about it uh we this is not one we've had before we've had this distillery but as far as i well i know i haven't had it before i don't think you have okay Uh, so when i saw it i got pretty excited all right so jumping into the nose considering how much money i constantly owe you a healthy (laughs) honestly so I'm going to say it's a bourbon, but I get like an Irish influence to it. Okay. It is an Irish whiskey. Really? Okay. Yes. Like I'm getting a lot of sweetness on the nose. That's why I said bourbon initially. Uh, so I haven't tasted it yet though. Also, uh, Sorry, this is also matured initially in American bourbon and sherry cast. So this is also, okay. it also has some sherry to it. So be prepared for that. But then it's finished okay. in... The Bordeaux. Um, the Bordeaux. Okay. So I'm going in for a taste. Hmm. Oh, that's that's really nice. So I like I'm getting like a spiciness. Yes. A little bit higher ABV? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say not much, 46. if any. I, I was going to yeah, guess about 45. Um, this is also a single pot still, so you might be getting some pot <clears throat> spice on there. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, see, I got I to gotta switch my brain, because originally I thought it was a bourbon just from the smell. Mm-hmm. But no, it's an Irish whiskey. Okay. It's single pot still Irish whiskey. And we've, we're also you, big fans of this distillery, but okay. this is a specific whiskey that we have not had before as far okay. as I know. No, there's no way you would have been able to get your hands on this bottle though. What do you think? It's not the Kilbegan single green, is it? No. Okay. Mm, man. Uh, so while you're thinking, I'll go ahead and read off the notes for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so on the nose, the French oak drives the initial aroma with crisp woodland notes added to the spicy pot still character. 
The wine seasonings bring a floral perfume and ripe berries to the archetypical archetypal orchid fruits. So again, berries, orchid fruits, compliments of Jim, what's wine. an orchid fruit? Jim. What? What's, <clears throat> an, what's an orchid fruit? Uh, can you talk for like 10 more seconds while I Google orchid fruits? Yeah, sure. Um, so Jim, I was wondering uh, just recently, as a matter of fact, um, what exactly is an orchid fruit? Great question, Joey. So orchid Thank fruits you. are usually uh, fruits that will uh, grow da, 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 in or orchidly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, apples will be a big one. Apples, mangoes, okay. some things will like grow on uh, trees. Okay. Not, that aren't right. So apples, pears, mangoes, kiwis. God, that's such a general statement to apply to something. <laughs> Well, yeah. All right, all right. That's so, classic. You can't be wrong if you're very generic. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then taste. It's so, oily. It's oily on the tongue. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. The opening sentence of the tasting notes: the familiar mouth coating is a very satisfying balance of oak and spices. Some vanilla. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, that yep, tasting yeah. note nailed it. Yeah. Don't you hate when like. <laughs> these pretentious tasting notes are right yeah yeah like <laughs> like like the on the nose tasting or the smelling note was a little all right i can go with you on that tasting mm -hmm. note they nail it right from the beginning right there mm -hmm. uh some vanilla sweetness works in harmony with the dry orchard fruits and french oak combining effortlessly with barley grains to complete the complexity for the finish the rich french oak slowly fades leaving the wine and the spices of france and ireland with the last word Okay, that's kind of a cool I know. sentence there. Is it a is it a tealing? No. Oh. Okay, so you said we've been we've had this distillery before. We've yes, we've drank in whiskeys from this distillery before. Okay. Not like physically in the distillery. We have yeah, no, I got you. Okay. Um. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Ooh. ooh. No, I don't think that's it. It's not the Bushmills, is it? It's not. Ah, so then one of the only other ones I would think of initially is the Middleton Distillery. Nope. Really? Because that, that's got one of the most different kinds of whiskeys coming out of that distillery, which is right. Yeah, it's phenomenal what they do. It's not Tullamore Dew, is it? No, it is not. Oh, man, I'm getting stumped on this one, dude. And you didn't, and it's, I'll just put this out there. It's not Kilbegan, right? It is not Kilbegan. Okay. But it's still an Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, see, the challenging part is, like, 10 years ago, I would have been able to pick this out like it's nobody's business. But 10 years ago, I was not drinking whiskey as much as I am. And there were less than, there weren't 31 distilleries that I had to choose from at the time. Also true. <laughs> um... Can you can you give me a hint, like where in the country it's at? Uh, I can't. I can look it up real quick. I forget where exactly this distillery is. Ah, oh, man. And you found it in Ohio. That's the other thing is I'm trying yeah. to pick. I'm trying to like go through the liquor department right now mentally to pick out what Irish whiskeys are available. And you said it's not Middleton, and that's what we find a lot of here in Ohio is those Middleton. Whis oh, is it Powers? 
No, Powers is from Middleton. Never mind. That's Middleton, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a stumper, dude. Is it, oh wait, is it a quiet man? Nope. Ah, I give up, dude. What is it? This is one of the spotted whiskeys. This like is green, green spot. Yes, that's from Middleton. No, they're uh, they're a separate distillery. No, green spots from Middleton, dude. It says, uh, Jim, you're going to be proved pot. wrong right here on right here to all of our listeners. Green spot comes from the Middleton distillery. Oh, Mitchell and Son is the merchant. Yep. Oh, uh, I am mistaken. Yeah. Well, I am a fool. I Dude. told you I was going for fifty <laughs> Fair enough. I You're still doing pretty good for it. I thought it'd be the wine that would drip me up, but I got I got I got uh, complacent with the whiskey. Yeah, M- Middleton is the one that I know all the whiskeys that come from that. The only one I haven't tried yet is their Method and Madness selection. Right, which isn't really available over here. Right, but I yeah. forgot the spotted whiskeys are they're produced exclusively for a specific merchant, so I keep forgetting that they're from the Middleton Distillery. So is this just the traditional green spot, or is it oh. one of the like so this newer renditions the- that they came out with? This is green spot whiskey, but it's a special version of it where it's finished in Bordeaux wine cask. They call it the, and bear with me on this pronunciation. Go for it. Chateau Lioville Baton. All right. So, Jim, again, I'm honored that you bought this whiskey and gave me as much as you did of it because this this uh, specific style of green spot mm-hmm. only came out in Ohio within the last, like, it's it's been in Ohio only in 2020. Like, it's been in Ohio for less than three or four months at this point. Yeah, I got um, it. it like last week and I just kind of saw it in the aisle and I was like, Oh, Oh, French wine. Yeah. That's another great addition. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked that I'm drinking this right now, which is probably why it threw me off so much. You said it's got that spiciness on the front and then a little bit of sweetness in there too, which, and again, Oh wow. I just got a hint of vanilla having it sit here. But again, I know how much you spent on this and that's yeah. not a cheap whiskey. No, it's not. <laughs> Oh man, Jim, you you killed it, dude! You killed it on this. I, I was excited mostly just to drink these whiskeys. Oh, I'm getting drunk tonight just from <laughs> tasting. Like I'm hundred percent. I'm slightly buzzed right now, but I'm going even further tonight. I'll tell oh, you that right you. now. So real quick, uh, so cool story about this um, this edition of the Green Spot. The I wasn't able to un- uh, unfortunately get the exact um, wine bottle of wine that this stuff is finished in what is it finished in do you know uh well the chateau leoville barton it, like that's the the vineyard that it's from. oh oh gotcha okay it, and it's the bordeaux wine so okay. stuff i have is from a different vineyard but it's the same style but the vineyard that it's from was actually founded by an irishman interesting and where is that vineyard do you know uh, i mean somewhere in france i don't remember okay yeah my head. Sorry if I keep throwing out questions that you're it's not okay. These are things for. that I should know. <laughs> well, again, we're new to the wines, so it's it's interesting to see how wine influences whiskey so much. And that that's what I was excited for about this episode. And I kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but wine is such a major influence on whiskey that it's so hard to talk about whiskey 
without addressing the wine that's involved in helping to create it. Like people don't realize that wine has such a big role. And yes, yeah, uh, wine I think, and whiskey have been kind of hand in hand influencing each other, influencing, yeah. influencing, getting drunk to each other for a long time now. Um, I mean, even so, we even we even mentioned earlier that a lot of wine is aged in bourbon casks, but I'm sorry, a lot of whiskey is aged in bourbon casks. Yes, but whiskey has been around since before the United States was a thing, like even yeah. before like colonization. It's in to some degree. Yeah. What were they aging their whiskey in before then? It had to be either nothing or wine. Yeah. And so. it's the same with wine. I think, I mean, I believe there's wines out there that are finished in the whiskey casks. And now, I mean, the more, you know, time moves forward and everything kind of becomes more interconnected. I mean, we're seeing beer aged with whiskey, beer aged. Yeah. I mean, whiskey aged in beer casks. Like, I mean, it's all becoming more and more interconnected. Yep. I will say one of my favorite styles of beer is a um a red irish ale aged in whiskey casks yeah um and then i like jameson stout edition is jameson that is then i I don't want to say it's aged i think it's finished more in the stout barrels from a local brewery yeah um i could be wrong about that i haven't done a whole lot of research on it but it, it is another fascinating one out there Oh, that's right. That's what they said when we were over there. Is it? Yeah. The, I mean, aged and finished basically means the same thing. I think they just say finished because it's a shorter period of time, but there's no hard rule. Yeah. What the definition is it's like it was, the the finished. I think is usually less than twelve months. Aged is yeah, their prolonged like multiple yeah. years. The finish is usually within twelve months that they do it. Right. So, Jim. Um, hey, I, I applaud you, man. I applaud you. That was a phenomenal <sighs> tasting. I'm excited to keep drinking these wines and whiskeys tonight. Um, wine is another thing that I've started to kind of uh, expand out into a little bit more. So I'm glad that I'm able to kind of get the association between whiskey and wine a little bit more. So Jim, thank you again for doing the research. It's been an honor having you on and drinking the whiskey that you have shared with me. Um, any last comments or anything for this episode? Uh, not really. I'm exhausted. Uh, mentally. I bet you are. I bet you are. And just happy this is done, even though I had a blast. Um, I will not be doing an episode this intense again. Uh, fair fair enough. Way too long because and... I couldn't focus for the longest <laughs> time. And I didn't want to do it. I'm going to get overwhelmed. Uh, but I also got to drink whiskey. So there you go. So... I actually learned a decent amount of information. Like when we first started out, like, I mean, learning all we have about whiskey so far took long enough trying to learn about wine on top of that to figure out what the hell I was about to drink was a whole other kind of hurdle. And we've kind of just through trial and error on our own, you know, tasted our own stuff and kind of figured out what we're going for, but actually research and reading about it kind of gave me a new appreciation, a new uh, amount of knowledge. So I'm kind of happy that we were able to finally get this done. Yeah. And looking at, looking at the current, global situation from a glass full perspective. I don't know if we would have gotten this episode from Jim if we weren't in a pandemic and he was socially isolated at home for as long yeah. as he has been. Because I'm usually such a social butterfly. <laughs> that's, that's a fair I point. Never, I never, I'm, I'm always out of the house. I'm never home. I'm just always out. You got, you got out all sorts of friends. <laughs> all my friends. Uh, yeah. Once again, Jim, thank you. We tasted whiskey and wine today and, don't forget, 
whiskey would not be where it's at today without the wine influence that uh, has come along with it. Yeah. So. Last in comment for the situation that we're in these days, guys, please wash your hands, protect yourself, socially isolate. We'll get through this. I know people are harder hit than others. Um, yeah, that's about it. Let's, we'll, we'll fight this thing one day at a time. So Jim, thank you for being on today. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. And as Jim has shared with me, the best whiskey is shared with friends. Oh, even in isolation. Yep. Thanks guys. You find a way. Yep. This is On the Nose with Joey Erringman. Son, there's no wrong way to consume alcohol.